What's up, everybody? My name is Jalen Suits. I am the host of Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. And today we got some NBA action that we're going to be going over. We're going to be going over the trades that's happening in the West, complaints about the All-Star game, low management, and comparing how the NBA is now versus how it was back in the day versus the Jordan ages and stuff like that. Um, I want to start off by saying, man, I went to go see Creed 3 today. If anybody knows me, they know that Creed is my favorite movie ever. So, having Creed 3 come out meant a lot. And, man, when I tell y'all, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Uh, what I liked the best was the editing. Like, the editing during the boxing scenes were amazing. So, you guys should definitely go check that out. Uh, this man, Michael B. Jordan, like, what can he not do? Like, this man learned ASL in the in the movie and i'm in asl right now and i can tell y'all that is no joke like asl is hard so props out to him uh shout out him that movie motivates me man that it really motivates me and i just feel like what i got out the movie is you know do what you want to do you know what i'm saying like just don't wait for it you got to go get it yourself and it's just not the movie that motivates it michael b jordan that motivates me like if y'all know me i'm a very small skinny person i'm skinny michael b jordan was skinny now that man looked like a miniature version of the rock man and i'm still skinny you know what i'm saying so i just got to get out there and get it just not like with my body but just my goal like this podcast and everything like that so we're just gonna grind and just know that you got to get it yourself like don't just sit back and wait and be like okay i'm gonna get it like the movie motivates me to have like somewhat of a mamba mentality like a mentality of like a, oh okay all right it's my turn now like i'm up so that's why i wanted to get this podcast done right after i went to go see it also prop out to y'all for you know just watching the podcast the first episode we did very good we hit our goal so i'm gonna get, drop this one out for y'all as soon as possible just for a thank y'all of that so we're gonna start going over these trades we're gonna start off with the los angeles lakers so the Los Angeles Lakers got rid of Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, and Thomas Bryant. And in a change, they got D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, I feel like D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt was very good pickups because it helped their death. Mo Bamba is a good pickup too because it helped their death. But I feel like Russell and Vanderbilt was a better pickup for the Lakers. As you can see, my Mavericks, they choked a 27-point lead to the Lakers. So, y'all know how upset I was about that. But, I mean, that defense that Vanderbilt put on Luka was outstanding. Russell, uh, he got hurt. So, we wasn't the best for them. But, the Lakers, they're not looking too hot right now, man. LeBron is going to be out for a couple weeks at least. AD, he's in and out of the lineup. It kind of seemed like they're, they're tapping out. That's that's what I'm getting out of everything. It seemed like that they're tapping out and that they're done. So I hope that's not the case because I love watching the Lakers. Like, I'm not even a Lakers fan, but I love watching the Lakers. I don't know if it's because of Los Angeles, is it the jersey colors or what, but I like watching the Lakers. So I hope they get everything situated. I can see them sneaking into the play in. I feel like if they were healthy, they could make a run to get that sixth seed. But I feel like they're going to probably sneak into the play-in. And they might lose. They might lose. Just because they were getting that chemistry. They was doing their thing. And then, boom, everybody's hurt. So, 
that's not good at all. So I hope the Lakers get that figured out. But I mean, they they gonna have a squad next year. <laughs> they gonna have a squad next year. They might not have it this year. But uh, I was watching Undisputed with uh, Skip and Shannon. No, did I say it right? Yeah, Shannon and Skip Bayless. And but from the show, Skip was saying that he had some intake and in that uh, it's LeBron's ankle that's messed up. And when you have a man like LeBron that's his age and can fly up and down the court and all the pressure that he puts on that leg, it's just a rare and tear. Like, he's his body is tearing down. And LeBron puts so much pressure on his body to get that record so fast that I feel like his body's, like, tapping out. Like, your body will let you know when it's time to slow down. And I think that's what's happening with LeBron. So... I hope he get everything situated, but as of right now for the Lakers this season, I don't see them really going that far just because of the injuries. But the trade helped them out. Patrick Beverly went to the Bulls. They not looking too hot. I think Thomas Bryant, I think he went to the Pistons. I'm not sure where he went, but that wasn't like a big name. And Russell Westbrook, he's right now with the Clippers. That man confidence is just gone. I don't know what happened to Russell Westbrook. Like the prime Russell Westbrook that I know was flying up and down the court, which he still does, but he had all the confidence in the world. It's like right now he has no confidence, and I'm like, it's hard to watch because a player with that talent should not have the confidence that he has. Like his confidence just died. It just died. I don't know if it's because he's listening to social media saying that he can't shoot or what, but Russell Westbrook needs to remember, you are the MVP, Russell Westbrook, you are a future Hall of Famer, you are Russell Westbrook that average a triple-double, why are you letting people affect your game, you know what I'm saying, like, we not playing it, you playing it, you've done it before, just get down in there, get get grindy, bro, uh, I don't know if, you know, he's getting up there in age, too. he's not too old, but, you know, once you've been playing for a while, you're getting up there, so, I mean, we should see, the uh, Clippers are like 0-4, since, they had Russell Westbrook, so that they're not they're not looking good at all. The Clippers defense not looking good at all either. So now that we're done with the Lakers, we're gonna move on to my Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks they traded Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie to the Nets for Kyrie Irving. Now me as a Mavericks fan, hear me out. I did not think this trade was gonna happen because for as long as I've been alive and I can remember. The Mavericks really never traded for an all-star player. The only all-star player I can think that been on the Mavericks is Dirk. And you know, they got Kimba Walker, but they released him, and Kimba Walker isn't the same Kimba all-star Walker. So I'm I'm tr- I'm really trying to think on the top of my head. They really haven't had any all-stars other than Dirk and you know Luca, but they drafted Luca. So and free agency, it was a big thing for the Mavericks to pick up Kyrie. Now, I love this trade. Last night, the Mavericks beat the 76ers 133-126. to Kyrie and Luka combined for 82 points. Yes, 82 points. Luka had 42, Kyrie had 40. Kyrie just brings to the Mavericks a faster pace, which they needed. Now, Luka is a dog on the offensive side of the ball, but when he's on the offensive side, they're moving so slow. Like, nobody's moving. The only person that's moving is the person that's giving him the pick and roll. So, most likely, you got Dwight Powell coming to set the screen at the top of the key, and Luka's either going to take it, or he's going to step back, or he's going to drive. You're going to have that double team come, 
and with Luka's vision, you're just going to dump out and have kickouts. But what Kyrie brings to the team is that he likes to play fast. So Luka has to adjust to Kyrie wanting to play fast, and they look a lot better on the offensive side, actually. It's more ball movement. It's more people touching the ball than just two people touching the ball. But what I don't like is the defense. I don't like the defense at all. Ever since Kyrie has been with the Mavs, the Mavericks have uh, allowed teams to at least get 110. At least. Well, like I said earlier with the Lakers, they choked a 27-point lead to the Lakers. They almost choked a 25-point lead last night with the 76ers. And I'm like, bro, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And they almost choked that lead in the fourth quarter. And I was at work, so I really couldn't watch exactly what happened, but I watched the highlights. And it's because of the defensive side of the ball. They can't guard. They can't guard. But... I feel like they can change it around because the Mavericks, it was the same problem last year. Same problem. But towards the end of the year, they got it together. And Jason Kidd was more hands-on with the team. As you see, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen that famous clip with the Mavericks versus the Suns when Jason Kidd is going crazy when the team is doing great defense. Like, he's dang near playing defense with them. That's the Jason Kidd I need to see right now. But there's two things that I'm worried about with the Mavericks. Number one, they have no big. Dwight Powell is not a center. He might be a backup center, but he's not a dominant center that's going to scare anybody. Joel Embiid is going to have his way. Nikola Jokic is going to have his way. Miles Turner had his way. Anthony Davis had his way. You need somebody... That's going to play good defense at the center position. You know, you want somebody to be like, to. you want the guards to fear coming to the rim. Not one guard fear going to the rim against the Mavericks. Not one. They did get Maxi Kleber back, but Maxi Kleber is a great defender. But he's not that big you want. He's not that big you want, and I don't get it at all. And the thing about the bigs is, JaVale McGee is on the roster. Why doesn't he get more playing time, J-Kid? That's what I want to know because when Luka was out and Kyrie came in, that game versus the Clippers, McGee was outstanding. Right, it was rebounding, defending, or scoring. He did whatever it had to take. And I just don't understand why Jason Kidd doesn't play JaVale McGee more. I don't get it. Like, that is a big that people are going to fear to go inside the paint on JaVale McGee. But, hey, I'm not an NBA coach. I'm just a college student who loves the game and has a great knowledge for the game. Reason number two is Luka Doncic. Yes, I said it. Luka Doncic. Luka cried more than LeBron. Luka cried more than a newborn. Every time he get in the paint, he think he got fouled. And I'm like, bro, you 6'7", 250, built sloppy, but you can hoop. And most of the time, the ref gives you fouls that's not fouls. But every time he goes into the paint, he thinks he gets a foul. And when he misses, he complains. And what's the other team doing? Running and transition, getting easy threes, easy twos. And I'm like, bruh. 
And I can tell that Jason Kidd is annoyed by it because in the press conferences, he's been throwing hints about it, saying that we have to mature and we have to do better on the defensive side of the ball and we can't argue with the rest, which is Luka. It's basically what it is. Luka will not take that next step unless he learns how to control his anger. Because he lets his anger gets out so much. Like the littlest thing can happen. He's just mad. Luka is three ticks away from facing a one-game suspension. Three ticks away. And I believe they have like 19 more games. He going to get it. <laughs> he, I, I will not be surprised if it come down to the last tick and everybody's trying to hold him back. So... That's something that they need to fix. But Kendrick Perkins said, Kendrick Perkins said the same thing that I said about Javale McGee on first take today. And I thought I was the only one. I have my notes already written for this podcast, y'all. I just love watching first take, uh, undisputed, first things first. I love watching all that. I love it because that's what I want to do. And when Kendrick Perkins says that, I was like, finally, somebody see it. Javale McGee. Is an NBA champion. I, I just don't get it, but hey, I'm not a coach. I don't work for the Mavericks. So maybe something going on behind closed doors that I don't see. But the Mavericks face the Sun Sunday. I feel like that would be a great game. I feel like that's going to be a great game. And I want to see some other people score. Like, I feel like Reggie Bullock. If he don't hit no threes, he ain't. you won't see him score twos like that unless it's fast breaks. You won't. It's going to be either threes or fast break layups. That's it. That's it. Tim Hardaway, he's streaky. He's streaky. He can give it to you one night, and then the other night he's just cold. Um, Aaron Holiday, first game he dropped 15. I'm thinking, oh, we got another three-point shooter. And ever since then, clank, 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 he's been missing everything. You might as well put me out there for the amount of money. I can clank some shots now. I can do that. And Massey Kleber, he's still getting healthy. So, I don't know. Some some guy changed. Because Luka and Kyrie can't score 82 every game. And if they do, you're not going to win. You're, you're not going nowhere. But speaking of the Suns, that's what I'm going to be talking about next. Next, uh, Kevin Durant, of course, of, uh, of course, he's with the Suns. And the Suns trade away Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Now, Bridges and Johnson was key role players for the Suns. And they were key defensive players for the Suns. But the Suns are just deep, man. They're deep. They're currently fourth in the West. KD played, uh, he scored 23 in his debut against the Hornets. Now, the Hornets did not have LaMelo Ball, so... That's something that I want to, you know, take out of the win. But offense just looked easy for him. It looked really, really easy. And I feel like out of all the trades, this will take the less time for the team to get accustomed with each other. Because KD can just play the – he plays the game. Whatever you need KD to do, he's going to do. If you need him to shoot, he's going to shoot. You need him to play defense, he's going to play defense. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hand all the time is what I'm trying to say. So that would be something to look out for. I definitely feel like the Suns can make a run. But, hey, hey, I think it will be interesting. 
Now we're going to head over to the west. I mean the east. I feel like whoever comes out the east will be either Boston, Milwaukee, or Cleveland. Me personally, I think the Bucks are coming out of the east. Especially if Giannis get back 100% healthy. The uh, Bucks are on a 16-game winning streak. And some of these games, Giannis haven't even played. So just imagine that. They're on a 16-game winning streak, and their best player haven't even played as much. Brooke Lopez, I love Brooke Lopez's game. I love it. I love it. That is a big, I feel like that can do everything. He can do everything. That is a nice slept-on big. And a slept-on pick was Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder just adds death. And he's a veteran as well as that. So you have more veteran experience on your team. And he can knock down the three ball and he can defend. That was a sleeper pick. I got the Bucks taking it in the East. I got the Bucks taking it in the East because, hey, who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them? When, when they're healthy, who's going to stop them? So, yeah. Now we're going to go into an all-star game. This all-star game was horrible. It was absolutely atrocious. I feel like the game was just about, is a talent show. A talent show of who can suit the farthest. Who can do what type of dunk. And I'm like, bro, like, I do not want to watch this. It's boring. It is boring. And I don't know what the league got to do. Like, I don't know if, like, they set, like, little milestones in the game for, like, points and rebounds or assists, and you give the players a reward, like, a bonus award personally or what. But I do feel like they need to go back to the West and East concept. Now, I like the drafts and stuff, but I'm like, okay, we just we seen that a couple years. Let's, let's switch it up some more. Like, we can flip back and forth from it. And with the East and West, if they do this, then the winner of the game maybe can get a home court advantage in the finals, which will make them play harder. But at the same time, these players are putting their body on the line for an all-star weekend that don't mean nothing. So I, I don't know what the NBA is going to do with this all-star game because I'm not a player. I'm not an athlete. So I don't know what it means to put your body on the wrist like that. But I do have the common sense to know that these players don't want to put their body on the line for an All-Star weekend when they want to celebrate their time off with their families. So, Adam Silver going to have some things to do. But I know one thing that we need in All-Star weekend is a king of the court. We need that event. We need that event. The best thing that happened this All-Star game was seeing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go back and forth. That's it. That was the best thing that happened out of this All-Star game. And we need more of that. We need more of that. I feel like you have a king of the court. You see Luka, LeBron go one-on-one. You see Devin Booker and Kyrie go one-on-one. You know, just big names go one-on-one. People will dial in to watch that. And the players are going to want to do it. Because who want, who doesn't want to talk smack? Who doesn't want to be like, oh, you remember I beat you one-on-one? Now you can't say you better than me, you know? So that would bring more attention towards that aspect. So the king of the court is definitely something that I wish 
that the NBA will add into All-Star Weekend. The best All-Star game out of my generation that I can remember was the 2021. And that's because the players were, they were playing for something. You know, Kobe sadly passed away. They were playing for Kobe. They were excited to play. So, if the NBA can find something that the players are excited to play for, then the game will be better. The game will be better. We, as fans, we want to see a pickup game of these athletes, the best athletes in the world, going at it. Like, when I'm on Instagram and I see in the summer or the offseason, I'm seeing some of these all-star players give more effort than an all-star game. And nobody can see you. Somebody just recorded and posted you. That's the only way we know. Instead of putting on a show where everybody can see you. I feel like as fans, that's what we want to see. What we want to see is the best players going head-to-head pickup game. That's all we want to see. That's all we want to see. Now, heading into this load management, uh, Ant was asked for the uh, from the Timberwolves. He was talking about lowest management, and he said he doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do and how the fans spend their money for these tickets and that it's not right to just sit out if nothing is wrong with you. And I totally agree. I totally agree. Because you don't know how much money these fans have. And they spend all that money to come see you and you don't play. But I do feel like there's different aspects to this. For example, Anthony Edwards is young. You have somebody like Anthony Edwards versus LeBron, who's been in the league for 19, 20 years. He needs to sit down. If he want to keep playing, he needs to sit down because his body can't take it. That's the difference. I feel like for the veteran guys, it's different. And in cases where you're trying to protect yourself from getting injured, then it's different. Because we don't want, I know me as a fan, I don't want Luka or Kyrie, since I'm a Mavericks fan, to go out there and risk getting hurt over a game that don't, that specific game doesn't hurt the playoff chances. I don't want them to go out there and risk getting hurt. You just sit out another game, let your body heal and go in. But when you have players like Kawhi Leonard, who just sit out, just to sit out, that's different. That's different because you're one of the best players in the league, man. You have fans. They come see you, and you sitting out half the games, and you getting paid for it. You get that is your job. As an NBA player, that is a job. I wish I could just call in to work and be like, "Hey, I don't feel like I don't feel like coming. I ain't doing it," and not something happen. In the league, it's like, yeah, they put their body on the line. They go through a lot. I know. But if nothing is wrong with you, you should be playing. You should be playing. Simple. The lead, That's just the aspect of the game, the game of basketball. If you love the game as much as you say you love it, you still want to play it. The fans want to see you play it. 
you won't be I'm not gonna say you won't be nothing without your fans but your fans mean a lot to you your fan base put on a show for them you know they paid their hard money to go to that game to watch you so why just sit out there's nothing wrong with you just go in and play man go in and play but Adam Silver I get it he wants to get that relationship with his players to make them feel wanted and I get that but something that he has to do is dial it back in and take control because if he don't take control he just gonna get ran over he gonna get ran over and now I'm uh we're going to go into the comparison of the NBA now versus back in the 90s. J.J. Redick has been on a hot seat since he said this. He was saying how the NBA now is harder than it was back in the day. And veteran players is not happy with it. They're not retired NBA players is not having it. And I can say it's different. It's different levels to it back in the day versus now. Like, back in the day, it was more tough, of course. You had the bad boy Pistons. If they was in the league right now, the whole team going into flames. The whole team going into flames. Everybody getting the flagrant, too. <laughs> Everybody going out. In the NBA, now you can't even hand check. If you hand check, it's a tech. Not a tech, it's a foul. Back in the day, you can dang near serve somebody. It's clean. But now NBA is like, I would say it's more talent. And hear me out. I would say it's more talent because it's more players that can do more things. For example, like back in the day, you had MJ, you had Labor, Magic Johnson. You had specific players. You have players now that can shoot the three ball really good but it's not like a all-star name you know what I'm saying like Norman Powell for the Clippers for example one of the best three-point shooters out there but he's not an all-star he's not a big name you have now it's like you have more skill and people that can do more things for your team than versus back <laughs> back in the day but back in the day it was just more tough it was more tough and I feel like no NBA player right now can sit here and say that it's tougher to play now than it was back in the day. Because we all know that that is not true. It's not true at all. It's not true at all. But the NBA has been doing its thing for years. It's been doing its things for years. And the playoffs is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Because, for example, the Warriors are going crazy right now. And Steph haven't even Steph not playing right now. Steph is still not. I don't care how bad the Warriors may look. They will get it together. They are one of the teams that play the game right. The ball movement, the communication, the shooting, the coaching. That's just a, a good team. It's a good team. And when their leader come back, Steph Curry, I can just only imagine what's going to happen. The New York Knicks, they look amazing. Jalen Brunson is going crazy. I don't know how he was snubbed 
for being an all-star. But that man totally deserves to be an all-star. Because he is playing his butt off right now. I believe the Knicks are 7-0 since trading for Josh Hart. But they were good before they had Josh Hart. They were just inconsistent. They were very inconsistent, but now they got that consistency. Their leader is obviously Jalen Brunson. And then you have Julius Randle. Then you got R.J. Baird. But my thing is with them, all three of them love going left. I don't know why teams just don't force them right. Like, yeah, I know they can go right. Yeah, I know it's harder to do it than just say it. But if you force them right most of the time, it will be much easier. It will be much easier. So, the NBA is just, I don't know who's going to win it all. I don't know who's going to win it all. What I believe, though, I believe it's going to be the Bucks. I can't tell you a West team, man. It's just so hard. It's just so I know my poor Mavericks ain't going to be in there. I think it might be the Bucks. Got the Nuggets in there. I say the Nuggets or Suns, man. It's going to be the Bucks or the Nuggets and Suns. That will be the finals. That'll be the finals. And I'll be okay with that. Because that'll be a great finals to watch. Great finals to watch. But yeah, I hit all my topics, y'all. I'm going to just give y'all a little motivation now. Just a little motivation to step into that extra gear. Like, for me, for example, I always tell myself, don't matter how good I'm doing something, I'm not satisfied yet. Because I know I can do more. I know what my end goal is. And maybe I am too hard on myself. But I do know that I'd rather be hard on myself than rely on somebody to be hard on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather be hard on myself than rely on somebody to push me. I'd rather push myself. Whether that's in the classroom, rather that's with this podcast, rather that's just being a good brother, a good son, a good boyfriend, a good Christian. I just want to do the best in everything that I can do. I want to be that light to encourage other people that they can do it. So, what I'm trying to tell you guys is that yes, accept everything that you're doing, but also push yourself to go to that next level. Always think ahead and outside of the box. Always have a plan. Because if you don't have that plan, you don't want to have periods of time where you just stuck and don't know what to do. You want to go get it. You want to go get it. So, that's what I motivate y'all to do. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We got everything out the way. NBA is going to be amazing. Let me know who y'all got winning this Mavericks and Suns game. Y'all know I'm a Mavericks fan, man. I think it's going to go to the end of the game. The Suns are on right now, matter of fact. Speaking of Suns. They playing the Bulls. Let's check the game. It's one twenty. They went in one twenty three to one hundred two. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a tough one for the Mavericks. 
It's going to be a tough one. But I feel like if they get it together, that's all they got to do is just get it together and get the process smooth, then the Mavericks will be just fine. And if they get some defense, if they get a coach that want to that wanna coach and that can draw up a play and put in the people that need to be played, we'll be good. But, alrighty, y'all, that's my rant. I love y'all. Keep God first. Thank you for tuning in to Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. I'm out. Have a good one.